You know, it's great that we're no longer following other people's rules that say, hey, you'll be happy if you do X, because that's not true. At the same time, we're just substituting it with new rules of we'll be happy if we do Y, we'll be happy if we pursue a dream. It's like, no, man, the, the real truth is the next level up from that. You'll be happy if you teach yourself to be happy. Welcome to the 33rd episode of the Leader Rising podcast. My name is Paul Carvanis. I'm the host and coach of this podcast. We're here for the seekers, the people who are constantly seeking, looking for more, knowing that there's more to life, that life was more than this, which isn't to say life isn't good. Life is often great. We're successful. We've set goals and hit them. And yet, and yet we know that there's more out there, more for us. And so if you're ready to find your answer to the question, why are we here? And you're ready to live all out and leave it all on the field, you're in the right place. A while back, I decided that law was not going to make me happy. And so I thought hard about what I might do instead. And I came up with three options. I decided that if I could do it all over again, I would be a therapist or a writer, or I would own a retail store. And I spent a lot of time in that reality of knowing those three things and still not doing anything. And I remember talking with a coach and saying, well, which, which one do I pick? And she said, does it matter? And in that instant, I realized, no, it doesn't. I'm never going to know until I actually get moving. So it doesn't matter which one I pick. All that matters is that I start moving. So I started writing in the mornings. And I was thinking about a story that Clayton Christensen tells in the book, How Will You Measure Your Life? He tells a story about Disney Paris. So they already had four worlds open and they had a pretty complicated model about how many visitors they would get a year, factoring in population density, weather patterns, stuff like that. And so they, they used that model for Disney Paris and found that about 11 million visitors should come in every year. And they looked at all their other parks and found that visitors stayed for an average of three days. And so they figured, okay, we've got 33 million guest days per year. And so based on that, the business case worked. They built out their park, they opened it, and it started losing money hand over fist. Well, what was wrong? They looked at their other parks and found that each of the other parks had 45 rides. And Disney Paris opened with 15. And so people did not stay for an average of three days like they did in their other parks. They stayed for one. And so instead of 33 million guest days, they had 11 million guest days. Unsurprisingly, they were just hemorrhaging money. You see, someone built in an assumption, an assumption that the park would be the same size as the other ones. And so Clayton Christensen makes the point, look, you need to test the assumptions in your life. And you've got to start with the assumptions that are most likely to be wrong and that carry the most severe consequences if they are wrong. And so back to me at my little crossroads, trying to figure out whether I want to be a writer or a therapist or own a retail store, I'm like, well, what are my assumptions? And I thought about it and realized that my assumption was not that I would succeed. Right here I am, I've been a lawyer. 
I'd, uh, I went to a great school. I went to a great firm. I've set all sorts of goals. I've achieved them. I can do anything I set my mind to. So the question is not would I succeed at these other things, but would I enjoy it, right? Like, otherwise, if I don't enjoy it, it would just be the same shit, different pile. And why spend all the time climbing down this pile and up a new one if it's just going to smell the same up there? So I needed to test this assumption of whether I would enjoy it. I started writing. I would wake up early every day and write. Now, this was pretty difficult for me to wake up early. I prize my sleep very highly. And yet it was giving me so much energy. I decided I would test the assumption of whether I want to be a therapist. But being a therapist requires you to go to school for a fair bit. And me having done a comp sci undergrad, it meant I would also need undergrad courses as well as my master's. So I thought, well, what's a way for me to test the assumption of whether I like working with people one-on-one? -on -one? I thought, well, I can do coaching because I can get training on weekends and evenings without needing to leave my job. And it's a quick way to test the assumption, whether I like to work with people one-on-one -on -one and listen to them talk about stuff in their lives. It turns out I quite liked it. I liked it so much. I thought, hey, maybe this isn't the stepping stone to therapy. Maybe this is its own place. So then I decided to do what a lot of us millennials do. We chase our dream. We try to build the life that is going to make us happy. And what happened to me? Well, I enjoyed it. And then I, and it was energizing. And I started running out of energy, running out of more energy. And then, boom, I had no energy and I was burnt out. And my business was on life support for six months. And I just could be, like just do the bare minimum of everything. It took me months to recover. You see, building the life that's going to make you happy doesn't work. The, the life doesn't make you happy. You need to make you happy. You need to be the type of person who can be happy. You need to train yourself to be happy. And that's a key, a key tenet. You, know, you can't just work on what's going on in your life. You need to also work on who you are in your life. I was being interviewed yesterday for a podcast. And uh, the host, who's also a millennial, we were talking about you know, other people's rules. And she was saying, yeah, I feel like people have really taken a turn to being more authentic with the lives they're living. And I say, yeah, you're right. Absolutely. It's great. You know, it's great that we're no longer following other people's rules that say, hey, you'll be happy if you do X, because that's not true. At the same time, we're just substituting it with new rules of we'll be happy if we do Y. We'll be happy if we pursue a dream. It's like, no, man, the, the real truth is the next level up from that. You'll be happy if you teach yourself to be happy. That is a nice, simple truth. You'll be happy if you teach yourself to be happy. And in the simplicity of it, it misses some of the nuance, some of the imperative must one be happy is one a failure if one's not happy and you need to be aware of this right because if you're not happy sometimes the worst thing you can do is beat yourself up for being not happy and then all of a sudden there's two blows that you get a friend of mine calls it the second arrow being unhappy is the first arrow and then the self-judgment and recrimination is the second one and it's often worse i and i use the word happy because <laughs> Honestly, because it is a loaded term, because we talk about it so much. And to be honest, I'm not sure I'm totally clear on what it is I am looking for. I know that at least part of it is happiness and pleasure, which is part of happiness. 
And I know part of it is the opposite of pleasure. I like running. I like camping. Those are often not pleasant things. I like pushing myself. So what else is in it then? What do I really mean if it's not happy as we understand it? Well, I think a part of it is joy, which is a sense that even when things aren't going well, just life is good. And part of it is gratitude. I think Brene Brown talks about it as like a connection with the divine, like a sense of grace. And I don't have better words than that. Those feel decent to me. Not perfect, but decent. I think when we're thinking about why we're here, what we're here for, I think part of it, part of it is about how we live. Not just what we're doing, but how we're doing what we're doing. And I think that this is a key part of that, approaching it with that mindset of happiness, joy, grace, gratitude. What about you? Do you have any thoughts on this? I'm really interested in your perspective. I'm still turning this over in my mind, and I, I get the sense that there's some real wisdom in here, uh, and I just don't have it yet. Anyway, so if you have thoughts on this, let me know. The best way to reach me is to go to Leader Rising dot com slash email and sign up for my email list i send out emails every weekday and then just hit reply until next time dream big live bigger and keep searching not only will you get to where you're going but in the getting there you'll inspire others